When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, 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 and welcome. This is a 2023 draft special edition of Talk the Plank here on the Fan First Sports Network. My name is Nathan Hirsch. I'm with Jake Slobodnik, and the Pirates made their first selection in the 2023 MLB draft. It's Paul Skeen's the right-handed pitcher, flamethrower with some nasty breaking stuff out of LSU. Jake, we're recording this minutes after the pick was made. What is your initial reaction? My initial reaction? Well, there's a couple ways I could take this, and I think I'll start with the most obvious one. Thank God we went with the most sensible pick that we could make. Given that our pitching staff has been crap for years now, and we we needed we needed that ace type of guy, and I understand Mitch Keller's here, but I'm glad we got that guy that a lot of people think is going to be an ace to a rotation, no matter who he would have went to. Second thing, I'm glad that we went with an LSU player. Uh, I mean, they bred a lot of good stars this year, and Skeens was a big part of their 2023 national championship winning team. Uh, just no doubt about it. And then third feeling, I'm glad we didn't go with a high schooler. I was. So fearful that we were going to see TikTok star Max Clark. I don't know if he's actually on TikTok or not. I was so fearful that we were <laughs> going to see him go first overall because of an underslot value. Everybody thought that Charrington was going to be cheap, but I'm glad it's not him. I wouldn't have been mad if it was Cruz or Langford, but man, it just feels good to see the Pirates make a sensible move. One day, and I understand you don't you don't draft for need in the MLB draft, but this is an area that they needed. And the fact that Skeens can top a hundred plus consistently, it just, it, it's just so nice to see. And the, and the best part is dude's got a rock and stash. So he's going to bring some, some flair to the Berg as well. I'm pretty happy about that. Yeah. The swag is off the charts with him and that mustache. And I should say, uh, you mentioned the slot money, Joe Doyle of FSS plus. He says that Skeens uh, the deal is in the neighborhood of $9.25 million for his signing bonus, just slightly below slot value. So 
that was the big conversation going into the draft. Will the Pirates go under slot? Will they go over slot? What will they do? I just think at the end of the day, for me, it was between Cruz, Lankford, and Skeens. Personally, I'm, I don't want to be negative here. Taking a pitcher does make me a bit nervous because obviously with pitchers, someone that throws 103 like Skeens does, knock on wood, the arm could explode at any any moment, any pitch. But if it works out, I mean, he he is like that Steven Strasburg type guy. Um, just looking at the stats with LSU this season in his junior year, 12 and 2, 1.69 ERA, 122 and two thirds innings pitched, 209 strikeouts. Not only is he a flamethrower, but the guy just throws dots. Control is not an issue. And when you start to look at the big picture, you know, what is this team going to look like in next year? Maybe if he comes up next year, um, you think about it between him and Keller, that could be a devastating one, two punch in any rotation. If Skeens works out the way he's supposed to work out between him and Keller. And I think Keller would, I mean, he, as a number two starter, Keller would just, that's perfect for him. But I think that that could be elite. Um, like I said, I was, I was always, I always wanted Cruz. I started to buy Langford a little bit later as the uh, draft season went on, but I'm happy with Skeens. He's going to be great. Um, and I mean, Pirates didn't, they didn't screw it up. They didn't get cute. And that was the big thing going into the draft. You have the first overall pick. Don't get cute. Take one of these clearly great guys. And that's what they did. So overall, I'm happy. Uh, I want to start with the whole injury sort of thing, because I think it goes overlooked. It doesn't matter if you're the first pick, the 100th pick, or the very last pick, Mr. Irrelevant in this draft. You anybody's arm, anybody could get a, a season ending or even a career ending injury at any time. It can happen to anybody, whether they're great or they're not so great. It that's just the way Mother Nature works. And living in fear of that, I think would have it would have been an absolute detriment to the Pirates. You know, maybe they do take skeins, maybe they sign him to that nine point two million dollar bonus, and he's you know his arm falls off. It's a risk you're willing to take for a generational talent like this, especially one that's compared to Steven Strasburg. And I, I know we were kind of younger when Strasburg was taken, but numbers wise, he was pretty relatable to Skeens. And maybe even Skeens is a little bit better than that. You got to give and take because the generations of baseball have shifted. Um, but the fact that they're comparing Skeens to Strasburg and even former pirate, ironically, Garrett Cole. Right. When you're getting those types of comparisons, you got to throw all your worries out the window and just try to take risks with that. And kind of like what you said, he's a flamethrower. He's got great off-speed stuff. I mean, he has. It's kind of a generic uh, off-speed arsenal he's got. Typical changeup, two-seamer, slider, curveball as well. But he works everything so well. He's so dominant on the mound, and it's just it's awesome to see. And the I think the one thing that a lot of people forget. When he was at Air Force before transferring to LSU, he was a two-way player. He used to hit pretty well, too. And what's the one thing that at least that I've noticed over the past couple of years with Charrington's drafting? He at least tries to get one two-way player or one that he can maybe make into a two-way player 
to sort of bring up throughout the next year, sort of preparing for the future generations. Uh, it was your last year, the year before with Bubba Chandler. Chandler wasn't great, but it's a good, he was a good late round pick two-way player. This year you got Paul Skeens, which if he wants to convert him into a two-way player, he can. If not, he can just let him be a pitcher. But either way you look at it, it's a good move for the Pirates, no matter which way they look at it. Um, and another thing that I just saw, Bob Nightingale, and I understand it's from Nightingale, but he just posted on Twitter that Charrington anticipates Skeens to pitch in the organization this year. Then he went on to say it's unknown whether it will be in the big leagues. There's no shot he makes it into the Pirates this year. That is at interesting. Least, at least my opinion. I don't think he's going to make it to the MLB this year, but he is going to start in the organization this year. Personally, I think he's going to go the Henry Davis route, start in FCL for a couple of games, move up to maybe low A Bradenton and possibly high A toward the end of the year. But um, it's I'm just a big fan of it. Um Kind of just going back to some of the guys, again, that we were projected, you know, other guys that were projected. I've already made my thoughts about Max Clark. Walker oh. Jenkins, nobody really thought about. Um, that's what I was kind of concerned with because I thought, you know, remember nobody wanted Davis or nobody thought Davis was going to go to the Pirates how many years ago, and yet he went one overall. So I was kind of worried about that with Jenkins, but I didn't think he was going to be that big of a threat. Cruz would have loved to see him. You know, everybody was anticipating Dylan Cruz to be the top overall pick. Um, it, I think it's going to be the same way with Skeen. Some, a, a lot of people will love it. Some people will hate it just because people need to be the opposition. Langford, I was starting to buy into a little bit. I think he was more of like a diet Dylan Cruz a little bit. Definitely more affordable, but I think that potential was there. Um, but yeah, I mean, going back to Skeen's, this is a really good situation for the Pirates to be in. Overall, I mean, th- th- this is a win-win for the Pirates. They can work it however they want. And I think Skeens is that true competitor. And I think the most interesting thing about him is when he, and, and I understand they're using Henry Davis a little different right now, but I feel like down the road, Davis and Skeens are going to be a really nice battery. You talk about the one-two punch at the top of the rotation with Keller. I think it'll, um, I think it'll be so much better with Skeens and Davis. I think if it works out that way, even maybe Endy. But either way, he's going to work well with some of these younger catchers, and I think that's the key, one of the key things that we're missing right now with this team. I'm excited for him. I'm excited to see what he can do, and if he can go in the FCL this year and start tearing it up, power to him. Yeah, so on that, um, it will be interesting to see how much he does pitch this season. I mean, I he, like I said, he's at 122 innings um, he threw with LSU – so he won't throw more than say, honestly, I, I don't see him throw more than say 30 innings or so. But as far as the route to the big leagues, I'm looking at it right now. If he goes the Steven Strasburg route, which for Strasburg, it was, he didn't pitch the year he was drafted and then started his first pro, um, year at double A. So honestly, I don't think we'll see Skeens anywhere near the lower minor minors because um, you know, he's a college arm. He's way more advanced. He could probably pitch in the big leagues today. Honestly, I wouldn't mind if the Pirates gave him a, a cup of coffee type start at the end of the season. If we remember like how they did, uh, with O'Neill Cruz two years ago, Pagaro last year. The other comp I would say would be Garrett Cole, who obviously was drafted in 2011 and in 2012 he started the season at 
high A, was quickly brought up to double A, and then he actually got some time at triple A. Only one start in his first season as a pro, 2012. He got one start at triple A. But I think with Skeens, if he gets some action this season, it'll probably be at high A, if I had to guess. But starting next year, you throw him at double A, boom, see what he does. And I don't want to sound like crazy over here, but I think middle of next season, Skeens could be a guy that gets the call up to the major leagues just because he's he's that good. He's that advanced. Um, he He is someone that should not spend a lot of time whatsoever in the minor leagues. You know, while you're talking about his expected, I guess, placement throughout the next course of the year. One of the things I'm just looking forward to is this rotation that we're building. You already talked about the perks of Keller and Skeens as a one-two punch. Now factor in Quinn Priester, factor in Anthony Solmito, who was a second round Priester, obviously first. And then you kind of toss it up there. um, Maybe hmm, trying to think of maybe another like JT Brubaker or somebody who's with the squad now. Um, throw them in there and it's 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 so weird how much better the pirates starting rotation could look within a year time frame compared to now that's for sure it's scary to think about but i'm all for it especially considering where pitching has been or the, at least the state of the team has been for a couple of years now i'm not saying you know skeens is going to be the reason we contend but it all starts with a solid rotation and that right there in a year wow that that looks that looks great. I mean, you look at it. Uh, here's a tweet by Seawolf Pittsburgh, PGH. He said, Paul Skeens now joins Quinn Priester, Jared Jones, and Anthony Solomedo as guys in double A or better, assuming Skeens is starts in double A. So you have three guys right there, and then Keller is already in place. That's four guys. And then also you have the guys in the majors at this point between Oviedo. I think Luis Ortiz has plenty of time to figure it out. I mean, Rowanzi Contreras is he's in a really awful spot right now, but is way too early to give up on him. You mentioned JT Brubaker. If he's back next season uh, from Tommy John, you just need five guys to work out. Obviously you need more than five starting pitchers in terms of depth over a full season. But if everything works out, two years from now, we could see a rotation of, let's just say, Skeens, Keller, we'll say Jared Jones, Solomedo, and maybe it's Quinn Priester, maybe it's Luis Ortiz, maybe it's Rowanzi Contreras. We'll see how it works out. But at least at this point now, Pirates pitching it looks a whole lot deeper at this point, starting pitching wise than it did a half hour ago, just by adding skeins, because I truly do believe that he is a guy that you slot at the top of the rotation. You just write it in pencil. He's drafted to be the ACE. He is the chosen one of sorts. And uh, obviously it's baseball. You never know what's going to happen, but I mean, he's just, He just seems like a, he seems like a dog for sure. He just seems like a guy that he gives an absolute crap. Just think how him and Henry Davis are going to work together. The intensity between that battery, 
you know, assuming they let Henry Davis catch someday is going to be, it's just going to be flames. It's going to be fire. Uh, he's going to be throwing fire, obviously, but it's exciting. And you have the first overall pick. This is what you're supposed to do. And say what you want about Ben Sherrington. I have definitely been way down on Sherrington lately, but uh, he didn't get cute. He he took the right player, and I'm excited for sure. Going back to your comments about Sherrington, I was I've been down on him too, and I mean I think I've been down on on him for a while now. But you know I I got to give him credit. I I really admire his drafting skills. I don't like yeah. it. I don't like his free agent signings. I don't like his waiver claims. I hate how he constructs a roster. But God, for the past couple of years, I love his drafting. Even I mean last year when Termar Johnson fell, how far down to him he wasted no time in taking him. Couple yeah. of years ago, one with Henry Davis, who not many connected to the Pirates, and all of a sudden he's like becoming one of the top players in baseball. It's re- it's un- unreal to see. And Nick Go- Nick Gonzalez, I think a lot of people sort of wrote off, but now that he's in the ma- in the major leagues, he's starting to look like that college self of his. Whenever he was chosen, so and then you look at some of his later rounds, and you got to hand it to him; he does look good on paper with drafting. Um, I got to say, I love watching some of these comments, these reactions pouring in. Um, That was one of the things that I was looking forward to the most were these reactions. But uh, I went to the original post from MLB and I don't know if you're familiar with the Natty sports account. It's uh, like a red profile picture. I think it, yeah, like the Cincinnati reds, them and Pitts Pittsburgh is just going at it right now. Uh, Natty congratulated pirates fans. Pittsburgh responds with, Clears De La Mid. Natty responds with, can't wait for Ellie to take Paul's first fastball, 470 feet to Maring Way. Pickett's, Pickett's responds with, Ellie will be DFA'd by then. Some dude named Blaze comes in and says, cook goat. And then Jindy Truther comes in saying, how's nine games below 500? This is the stuff I love to see, especially when the Pirates make a sensible pick. But I did want to make one more point, and that was the importance of this pick. And I don't think a lot of people realize this. This is different than any other year that we picked first because we didn't just tank to get the first overall pick. We were gifted the first round pick by the first ever MLB draft lottery. So it was important that we didn't screw this up. And I think Charrington sort of felt that heat. And I think that's why he went schemes first. I don't know why, but I just feel like the the pressure from being gifted this pick through the lottery sort of forced his hand to pick schemes. I don't know if you feel that way, but that's just my personal reaction. I, I I don't know, honestly. Um, I don't think Ben Sherrington really cares about what people think. Um, Clearly. And I will say this about the Pirates. They do a pretty good job of keeping it uh, pretty ironclad shut in terms of rumors and leaks from the organization. Nobody knew what was happening. And... There were smoke screens galore, I feel like, with uh with this pick. And even you you look at it, the betting sites, they couldn't get a grasp on it. And say what you want about betting sites. I mean, I feel like they have more information than the public, obviously, because they're trying to create lines and whatnot. The lines were everywhere over the past twenty-four hours or so. But uh I don't as far as pressure on Sherrington, 
<laughs> it's funny. He's had two number one overall picks at this point. That's like that's cool, but that's also not a good thing. I, I hope uh I hope he doesn't have any more number one overall picks, but it is easy to draft when you're uh top ten every season or even top five. You look at it, this is Sherrington's now fourth draft in his first draft, which came from a Neil Huntington team. He picked seventh and then first and then fourth and then first again. So definitely have to knock all these picks out of the park. I do like what I've seen from Gonzalez. I do like what I've seen from Davis, obviously, but uh, I don't know. As far as, as far as Ben Sherrington and this regime overall, it is funny because you look at this team, uh, they, they definitely have more talent than they have since the regime started. They do. They look like, like the lineup looks better. Uh, Keller obviously makes the pitching staff look better, although it's been a mess lately. But there's just still something missing where this team has more talent than it's ever had, but they still are 21 and 41 since starting 20 and eight to open the season. So there's still something missing. I still need to see more tonight is an exciting night for sure. But uh, as far as culture, (laughs) I I tweeted that the pirates culture kind of reminds me of the, I don't know if you're an NBA fan at all, but it reminds me of the trust the process Sixers from 2013 to 2017 when they just kept tanking and tanking and tanking until eventually they got enough top draft draft picks that they were able to create a contender. But then you look now, they they've made the playoffs the past, whatever seasons they've been a really good team, but they just can't get over the hump. And it just seems like, you know, they can't flip that culture from all those years back of tanking to, all right, now it's time to win a championship. They can't quite get there. With baseball, it's obviously different, but I don't know how easy it's going to be to flip the switch and determine that it's time to win when the players are ready to win after having such a culture of tanking and patheticness. Um, We'll see, though. I don't know. I don't want to get too down on this team at the moment. They did win today before the all-star break. So that's good. But, uh, Paul Skeens, I'm happy with it overall. If I had to, you know, grade the pick, I'll give it a solid a because it's hard to mess up one, especially at the top of this draft board where there were three players in my mind that were not bad picks, but, uh, if he stays healthy, he's, he's definitely the, the right choice. Yeah, I'm with you there. I give this a solid A grade. Um, But the big thing is if he can stay healthy, a lot of people and myself included are scared at the fact that he would throw over 110 pitches in the NCAA World Series or the College World Series. Um, But that's a big if, you know, like I said before, if you're going to live in fear, then you're not going to come out winning. And to go back to your point about the future of this team, I think it all depends on what we do at the trade deadline this year, what direction we take. And how our offseason goes, because if we just add a couple pieces, we could be there. You know, I'm not saying we're going to be a World Series team, but I definitely think we could put up a fight. But that's all to be told. Like you, I'm not going to I'm not going to ruin this. I'm not going to get down on anything. 
Love the fact that Paul Skeens is a Pittsburgh Pirate. Um, hoping that you know he gets the Henry Davis treatment just in that way he can get a fast track to the majors and hope he can stay healthy. That's pretty much all I got to say about it. For sure. And uh, we'll see how the rest of the draft goes. And, you know, the Pirates, we'll see how they uh, allot their slot money and what they do. I believe they have picks. I think it's like 40. Eh, I'm not sure. Honestly, I don't want to, I don't want to say the wrong number, but they definitely have three picks before pick 70. So we'll see how the second round and third round go. And uh, yeah, they have a comp pick. It's like 43 or something. And then they have some, something before 70, but uh, we'll see what they do. We'll see. We'll see what happens with Skeens this season. If he pitches, as you noted, Sherrington said that uh, he anticipates that Skeens will pitch this season, but We'll have to see. I'm looking at it. I'm just looking on Twitter right now. It's uh, some highlights. There's a Skeens cropped in at, in a Pirates uniform looking solid. Um, this rotation all of a sudden definitely has some guys in it. And as I kind of started with, just thinking of a one-two punch between him and Keller, I think that could do some serious serious damage in a playoff format, but we're still a really, really long way from dreaming about that because although the talent on this team is better, you know, we still watch the pirates watch zillions of third pitch strikes. You know, we, we still have to accept the fact that on this team currently there's about two effective pitchers that you can trust to get a scoreless inning. Um, this team still looks just deader than dead at times. They look pathetic at times, but uh, we'll see what happens. Jake, before we sign off here, is there anything else that you wanted to touch on about the Paul Skeens draft pick? Um, one point about that and then one point not about Paul. It won't take too long. First thing about Paul, I don't think this has anything to do with the fact that Boris represents Cruz. I think it, they had schemes in their mind before Boris, I think was a little, maybe a little bit of an additive, but that's, I don't think that's the whole reason why they avoided taking him. Agreed. Uh, we won't get too far into that, but I, I just want to make that known. And two unrelated to Paul Skeens, congrats to Jack Wilson's son, Jacob who went uh, seventh overall in the pick or in the draft. Unfortunately he went to the A's, but Hey, he's going to the big leagues or he's, got drafted in the first round. Um, Jack was my favorite player growing up. So I have nothing but the best that I want to wish to Jacob Wilson. I think he's going to be a stud, uh, but I wanted to throw that in there just to show some love to a former pirate. Yeah. Shout out to him and shout out to the A's for getting Jacob Wilson. Hopefully he's good as well. And I will say regarding the draft, I am, a little surprised that uh, third overall to the Tigers, it was Max Clark and Wyatt Langford went fourth to the Rangers. Obviously, Dylan Cruz went second to the Nationals. One small thing, this kind of does remind me of the 2011 draft where the Pirates took Garrett Cole first overall and then the Nationals took uh, Anthony Rendon. And as far as like hitting profiles, I see a little Rendon in Cruz as well. So maybe a little uh, history repeating itself. Both 
have had really good careers. Obviously, Rendon has kind of uh, fallen off here recently after signing a super mega deal. But, uh, yeah, pretty interesting. Rendon went sixth that year to the Nationals after Cool went first to the Pirates in the 2011 draft. But that's just a short aside. All right, Jake, um, give us your Twitter and... We'll get this podcast posted pretty soon. You can follow me on Twitter at underscore Radio Jake. You can follow me on Twitter at Nathan underscore Hirsch. And, of course, follow Talk the Plank on Twitter at Talk the Plank Pod. We'll be back here soon. Uh, It's the all-star break. Not really sure yet if we're going to have some Bucket Joe Maybe if uh, some some fun things happen in the All Star Game, but we'll be back. We'll be back with more pods, nonetheless, for the second half of this season. Hopefully, the Pirates uh, have a nice, nice long break before playing games again, and they could maybe show a little more heart. But uh, Paul Skeen's first overall pick in the twenty twenty three draft. Saying that out loud after saying just a second ago that Garrett Cole was the first overall pick in 2011 kind of hurts me a little bit because, wow, that was a while ago, and it does not seem like a while ago. I'm getting old, but uh, yeah. All right, Jake, thank you as always. Likewise, good to pod again. Good to pod again, and thank all of you for listening. Peace out.